Thank you for tuning in to the Good Glow Up Ladies podcast. I'm your girl, BB. I'm Spunky. And thanks for listening during this coronavirus. Yes. Yuck. It is so disgusting. It's real out here in these streets. I mean, I didn't think it was going to be this big. Like, it seemed like it just imploded. It is. I mean, it's a pandemic that Mm -hmm. we as people did not prepare for. Nope. And no one's immune to it. Nope. So that means anybody and everyone can get it. Exactly. And of course, so, it's like worse for people of older age or pre-existing conditions, but yes, no one if is you immune. are immunocompromised, mm-hmm. you are going to be affected the most. And yep. if you are around people who are immunocompromised, then you need to be overly cautious because of their potential of getting it. Mm-hmm. Like, So you're saying if your immune system is lower, then you have more chances of getting it versus someone... Exactly. So like if you have any type of deficiency within your body, specifically if you have another type of illness, then you are immunocompromised. Gotcha. That's the scientific word. You know, she was sitting over there with like five degrees in chemistry. You know, for the little people, can you please explain what the hell you're talking about? (laughs) (laughs) Whatever. This girl knows exactly what I'm saying. But no, I hope by the time everyone hears this, that it's done. You know, we're all in the clear. We're back to work. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I say the people that have been off work, enjoy it. Those yes. who have been able to work from home, enjoy it. enjoy it. Shout out to all the people who have to work. Small businesses, healthcare yes. officials, uh, truckers, etc. Um, so there's a lot of people that are still out there working because they have to, mm-hmm. um, to keep, uh, the world going around. We appreciate so, you guys. Uh, we appreciate you guys, but hopefully again, when you listen to this episode, it's done. Oh, wow. As Cardi B said, coronavirus. <laughs> the nut. <laughs> she has okay. so much personality. Oh, Spunky, what are we talking about today? Oh, we have an exciting episode of love. The, we have this awesome conversation about love as a general topic, and then we're going to break those down in different subparts. And it's just going to be an awesome conversation. So I hope that you guys can hear from beginning to the end. If you have to stop and come back to us, we'll be here waiting for you guys. But until then, are you ready for the game? Yes, always ready for the game. So, you know, in our head, we both think that we're these awesome DJs, that we have this deep affinity music. And so the game today is going to be centered around that. Are you ready? I'm going to test your knowledge. I want to hear some thought process. I want to hear lyrics. I want to hear all that good stuff. Oh, Lord. Okay. So (laughs) I'm going to give a song. And I want to know between these two love songs, which one you prefer, which one you think was the best, or if you have a story that kind of relates to the song. I want to hear about that. We're going to keep this, you know, straight to the point and keep it moving because we have a lot of things to talk about today. So are you ready? I'm ready. All right. So first song, Let's Stay Together by Al Green or Always and Forever by Luto. Like, Luth, you got to say it like Luther. <laughs> Big or skinny Luther. Um, I always prefer bigger Luther. Always. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. That's Let's a hard one. I, I told but, you. I told you. You got to be okay. ready. Um, Let's stay together or always and forever. Which one you got? Which one Which one would you listen to, I guess, this three times in a row? How about it? Let's start there. Oh, man. Uh, I mean, I would say in my lifetime, I've listened to Let's Stay Together more. Okay. Um, but I really do love Always and Forever. It's like the ultimate wedding song. So, and you know, right? you, you can't discredit it. So, okay, I mean, we, we can have yeah. a tie. We'll do a tie. No, no I would say Let's Stay Together. Okay. Because I have listened to that more. Are you sure lifetime. you're not going to be using the Lil Wayne version? No, you can't co-mingle that, you know. <laughs> Okay, so we're talking about Algorithm. Okay, okay. So I know. My right. music. Oh, yeah. I told you, DJ, DJ, BB, DJ Smoke. We go on the road. We go on the road. 
Okay, okay, next one. So the next one is If I Don't Have You by Alicia Keys versus Adorn Miguel. Ooh. Yes. Dang. I okay. love both of them. So I love both of these okay. people. Um, and they have an awesome song out now together. Yes. But, uh, <clears throat> show me love. Yes. Mm-hmm. Show me love. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, but I would say Adorn by Miguel. Uh-huh. That song just hits me Man, every so single smooth. time. Oh, every time it so comes smooth. on, I put it on repeat. Yes. Like, I love that song. It's so sweet. It's like, he just... It is. Man, he be going in. I love Miguel. I, I really want to see him at concert. I've seen Alicia Keys and she was awesome, but I want to yes. see Miguel. I agree. Okay, okay, I agree. okay. You ready for the next one? Yeah. All right, all right. You're doing good. You're doing good. You're keeping it moving. You know, you're giving good points, talking about your personal connection to the song. You know, I'm digging it. Okay. Happily Ever After by Case versus Let's Get Married by Jagged Edge. Uh-huh. No brainer. <laughs> Let's Get Married oh, by Jagged Edge. Dang. Girl, when I was younger yeah. and this song first came out. Oh, yeah, ATL. Shout out ATL. Oh, my God. I used to love this song. I used to be like, me, me, and I also and your white trash. I'm so weak. So, okay, we have, it's the no-brainer. We're not going to no talk about Beyonce and Happy Ever After in the move in the video. Like, just shout out. No, no. Okay, okay. We're going to focus on. All right, all right. I'm telling you, like, every time, every time this song come on, I feel it. And then the remix is even more oh, fun. I know. Like, yes. I'm sorry. It's no facts. It's, it's fun. And shout out to JD. You know, he wrote it. Jermaine Dupree. Killing exactly. it. Exactly. It's a classic. It's a timeless hit. I feel like we'll be listening it to is. it forever. It okay. Is. Okay. Now this one's going to be tough. So are you ready? And it's no shade, you know, to either artist. Okay. But we have the late, great Whitney Houston. I want to dance with somebody versus the awesome, magnificent, talented Mariah Carey fantasy. They're both like fun, loving songs. You know? It is, but I would say <laughs> the late, great Whitney Houston. Whitney. I want to dance with somebody oh, I because this is me and uh-huh. Joseph Song. Oh. So I'll give you my story of the fantasy right quick. It reminds me of the rush hour part. Remember the oh little gosh, Asian girl? Yes, every single time. Yes. Every single time. Yes, right she got kicked out. Uh, CD player. Okay, so the final question. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. I'll make love to you by Boys of Men or oh, man. Beauty by Drew Hill. Which one? Dang. I gotta say Beauty by Drew Hill. Ooh. Yeah, you're making it easy. Bippy's <laughs> like, look, this is what I know, and this is what I'm. Doing. I love it. I love it. Okay, beauty. I mean, everybody put their name in that part. Oh, and she, or Spunky is her name. <laughs> everybody yeah, feeling Drew Hill. Man. I just like, come on, man. Now. That oh, used to be my group. Yeah. Yeah. People forget. People forget so because yeah. it's just the next thing, you know. But Drew Hill is great. For sure. We're yay. That concludes our game. You did great. That was fun. It was. I really enjoyed it. And I figured you being a music head, you would enjoy it too. So I hope the listeners can get into it and think about their favorite parts of those songs and why they like them and they're offended. And I hope it doesn't bring back any bad memories of like oh, no, former love. Back all good memories. Good, good, good. Okay. So, BB, if you had to describe what is love? Everybody's definition is different. Right. But to me, love means caring. Mm. love is the only thing that's permanent okay oh i gotta i gotta challenge you on that i gotta challenge you on this but you fall in and out of love so how is it quote-unquote permanent so even though you fall in and out of love Mm -hmm. with a person the ultimate thing that people desire in life is to be loved by someone or something Okay. Regardless if that's a dog, regardless if that's your mom. So you're saying it could transfer, other. Like transferable. If you fall out of love with a person, you can find love in other ways or in other things. Is that right? Okay. 
Okay. Because even if you fall out of love with somebody, it doesn't mean you're not going to ever love anybody else. Facts. So love, to me, is the only thing that's permanent. And literally, I was watching Frozen 2 the other day, and Olaf said that <laughs> at the end of the movie. Uh-huh. He was like, I figured out what's permanent. And I was like, love. Wow. And I'm like, that's it. Wow. Disney Channel, I mean, not Disney movies are for adults. I know. Because <laughs> as a kid, you don't even understand what they're saying and what they're talking about. Exactly. No, right. But no, I really feel like love is something that cannot be seen and not be heard. It's just felt. Okay. And it's just an emotion that you have with someone or something. Okay. That's fair. That's fair. I um I would define love as like you said more so to me it's it's like an action. So it's like more of a like a verb where people show acts of love in various ways. So like you can say okay, I fell in love with you, but you have to understand why did you fall in love with that person? That meant they did something to make you fall in love with them. So to me, it's, it's more of an action word, more so than the intruistic like feeling. Now there are all different variations of love. I love that commercial. Have you seen the one where they like show you agape love, which is just love for like your oh, family, yeah. like love of, um, they had different, I guess, Scientology words about it, but scientific words about it, but, it just explained the different aspects of love. So if today we're going to kind of focus on the relationship side of love. And to me, that is, is very action. Like I have to have some sort of, I guess, a moment where I'm like, dang, like this dude, like really love me. Like it has to be like that in order for me to like really feel love. And I can like you a lot. I feel like mm-hmm. that phase is like really bubbly and the fun phase and the, mm-hmm. and the, oh my God, telling your friends and family about this person because, oh my God, I just like him so much. To me, the love is the most work (laughs) and the the most, like, to me, that takes away all the fluff. Like, to me, love is just definitely a a higher level of appreciation for someone. And you have to think about it. So, you know, with your family, of course I love my parents. Like, they've done all these things for me my whole life. You know, my brother or my sister, of course I love them. They've always been there. But to meet a stranger in the world and fall in love with them, like, that that's a different that that's heavy for some. It's a different you know, some love. Typically, yeah. you know, fall for love easily. Um, I'm not that person. <laughs> Definitely respect it and appreciate it. And I, I think that it's awesome. I think that everyone should find something or, or someone to be in love with. So yeah. I agree. So like what does I know we as women, we can like I, I would say that we fall in love pretty easily. I think that I don't know. I think that we all desire it. And I think a lot of it has to do with Disney. Like, it's funny you hit on yeah, that. Yeah. Disney paints this picture of like, find your prince and then y'all get married and then happy ever after. You know, we it don't does. know if Cinderella got her ass beat when she right. got in the castle. Right. <laughs> all we know is the love all side. All we know is the fluff. <laughs> right, right. We don't know anything that came before it or after it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, Disney definitely paints that picture in our brains. Mm-hmm. Um, for us to have this fairy tale gumdrop type of love. Mm-hmm. And then when you realize, or once you get older, that love is not necessarily like that. In fact, um, it could definitely be gumdrops and butterflies and butterflies, <laughs> but it's not going to be like that 100% of the time. And so to answer your question, as far as like, what does love mean to me? As I mentioned before, it definitely equates to caring. When you show somebody that you care for them, that means you will do things for that individual before you would do it for yourself. Wow. You can do that. That means you care for me. Mm -hmm. And then on top of that, that means you love me. Mm. Um, and with that being said, and let's just focus on when you like when you knew that you loved your husband and your husband loved you. Like, how did that moment go? Like, was it three months in? Was it six months in? Was it two days in? Like, it definitely was not two days. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever my cousin said, you was falling hard. That's what I heard. You know, this is the story he told us. It it was not two days. Um, 
I would say I had an infatuation for him first. Okay, that's fair. And then the infatuation turned into a like. Mm-hmm. And then the like turned into, I really like you a lot. Right. And then the I really like you a lot turned into, I have love for you. Okay. And then the I love for you turned into, I love you. I just love those steps. Those are so real. <laughs> I love those steps. Those are, those are perfect steps in how I would visualize love work. Yeah, because there's levels to this. Exactly. I mean, exactly. There's, you know, there's some people that go straight to it and they go from infatuation to I love your ass. Right? <laughs> and we call those people crazy. <laughs> you know, there's no in-between. Right. It's like how like, with me, there's in-between steps. Yes. You know? I love that. Uh, but yeah, I don't know from if I had to think about it and put a time frame on the time it took us to get from infatuation phase to I'm in love with you. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that was actually a lot longer than what some people would expect. Um, I think it would have to be a whole year in mm-hmm. before like I actually said, like, you know, I love you. Because I remember me and Joseph saying, I have love for each other. Okay. And that that was a shorter time frame. Okay. But Wait, say, said that first, like, how did y'all have that conversation? Like, I believe, which Joseph might say differently, but yeah. I believe that he said it first. <laughs> I love that, though. Like, guys are they're hunters. So, you know, the, I mean, I don't feel like either way, because I, I know... Um, Perfect example, ten, uh, Candy and Todd on Real House, um, yeah, Real House of Atlanta. They have a story. It's first of all, it was a show on, I believe this on. Don't hold me to this. It's on or Bravo or We, one of those shows, one of those networks, and it's about falling in love and how they describe their first time of love. And she admits that she told Todd that she loved him first. Yeah. So I don't see anything wrong with that. I don't but see I love anything that. wrong with that. I love you guys' story as well too. My first love, other than my family, right, right, was right. music. Wow. Okay, then. Um, brown sugar. <laughs> Go ahead and tell your story, girl. And I actually, because me and Joseph actually had this conversation not too long ago, and we were talking about like, what was your first love? Was I your first love? And then like, you had to take just a person out of it, because like, what was the first thing that you ever loved? Uh-huh. If it was a person, great. But if it wasn't, right. great too. So mine was a thing, and his was a person. Okay. Because we kind of took the family out of it because, you know, families by default. Right. For the, for the most part. Some people, I know. Uh, but for the most part, families by default. Yeah. Music was my first love. And wow. it's something that uh, I will continue to always love forever. Right. Uh, so, yeah, that's why I say love is permanent. <laughs> I, I love that. And I never thought about that. So it, it's funny when we talked about the conversation of love, I immediately thought of another person. And honestly, I could truly sit here and say and not be cliche. Like love, like my first love was definitely basketball. Like mm-hmm. that was my everything. Like yeah. that's really all that I did. I mean, if you can go talk to anybody, I'm not flexing, I'm not fronting, whatever, you know, but that was it, you know, when they I had guys joke or whatever, and it was a tired joke because it came from love and basketball. Like, who are you taking a prom? Spalding, blah, 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 blah. I know, I love that movie. So, you know, it's like, it, it's, it's, it was really crazy when it all ended as far as like me not playing anymore um, after college because I really had to re-identify myself again. And I imagine, or it is very synonymous to be in a relationship when you guys, if you ever are in a relationship and you break up, you know, all that time has to go somewhere else. So it's like, it was, it was literally thinking back on it. Now that you say yours was music, that's totally how my life went in my early twenties, just really just trying to find myself again and find other interests. And I did hit hard on music. You know, I always dig that throughout college when we go to like little sets and stuff, I come in with my CD and change it. Like I'm the DJ now. Right, exactly. So, you know, yes, we had CDs going to college. We had little iPod speakers and stuff that came later <laughs> so you had to burn your cd that means you had to plan yeah. though you know you had to yeah. plan you couldn't just do that on the fly like <laughs> those cds just be so fine though right. with the mixing yeah yeah i remember those i really can appreciate your affinity for music and mine for basketball so like how would you or how did you 
learn to love like where do you feel like that energy came i love the movie photograph you say you saw oh it. oh my gosh it was so great i just cried that whole movie like <laughs> i just i did because i didn't realize how much you learn how to love from your parents yeah, you know, I, yeah I, you I didn't even make that correlation. You know, me being away from home and now and stuff. You know, yeah. I'm at home. It was like, <laughs> you know, like it hit different. But no, that's fine. That's how I was in the movie theater. I was sad as shit, like <laughs> crying. Like, it was one of those moments. Man. It's like, no, <laughs> Man, and then she went down and saw the dude, like her little lover. Oh, yeah. Man, just tear, just bawling, 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 man. But now, I like, love the scene in there where they were in the restaurant uh-huh. and they were in the booth in the yeah. back corner and they were having that conversation. Oh, it was so, like, natural. So natural. Oh. And then I watched this YouTube video saying basically during that segment, in some parts, they um, improvised. Shut up. So like, yeah, they were just having regular conversation, oh and they gosh. end up keeping it because uh, Lakeith, he actually a is a Lakeith. Kendrick Lamar fan, and Issa Rae, she's a she's like me. Well, like I respect fan. him, right? I respect Kendrick, but what he be saying sometimes, like, yeah, I felt oh, that whole conversation. They were really having yeah. conversation. They should date. <laughs> I'm just gonna put them together. Like, yo, right. They would be cute. They would. Lakeith is cute. Shout out to Lakeith. Oh my God. He has such as like real weird, cool swag. I totally dig it. I don't know what it is, but I'd be like, ooh. Man, he could definitely own a room if you walked in there. Like, Oh, he could definitely get it. um, (laughs) Facts. All of it. (laughs) To answer your question, I would say that it has been a learning process okay. because you're never going to know when you first start the relationship, mm-hmm. what your significant other's love language is. That's true. You will progressively know this by time, mm-hmm. by interactions, reactions, etc. Right. Um, so I would say now that me and Joseph have been together for 10 years, wow. and we've been married Shut for up. a little That's over so a year. Yes, <laughs> love it. That we are still right. It's a, it's learning a and understanding Definitely. what our true love languages are. Definitely. And even more than that, definitely trying to cater and teach or love the way that the other person wants to be loved. Right. That's all love language is. It's really a form of communication. It's like, so if I tell you that the counter is blue, like just because I said it and that's how I interpret it, you can see it and you think it's teal, you know? So I'm just trying to show the comparison of we're saying the same thing, but how we receive the information is so totally different that we're going to have an argument and we're going to argue about this color instead of me kind of having to understand that you, you, you understand the spectrum. Like, you know, fuchsia versus the pinks versus the reds, you know? So it's not just red it's like maybe fuchsia or you know sort of pink so i think that love language is so important because it's all about understanding how the person receives love and and acknowledges it because it's totally different even you and i i mean i'm sure if we took that test which i take the test that (laughs) we 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 think of love differently like and we we accept it and acknowledge it differently so i think that's extremely important i'm glad you brought that up agreed agreed so I feel like, how do you learn how to love? Is it some taught? Is it natural? Do you do it organically? Like, Man, how, does that, how does that work? That that would be the ideal um, for me personally. Like, as far as me taking that next step into marriage and relationship, hell, into a relationship, <laughs> I would really have to connect with this person on an almost friend level. You know, I know it may sound cliche, but in order for it to work for me, we have to have be we have to be friends first and have those. So. T- and I want to explain the whole friend aspect. I'm not saying that I'm not physically attracted to you or I don't want more intimacy than just a friend love. I'm not friend zoning you by any means, but it just means that, you know, to me, friends is the most genuine form of relationships because it's not, especially when you were younger, just think about like, 
all your friendships was rooted in the fact that we literally like the same things, you know? Yeah. Now that we're adults, we kind of have to make friends and play nice with people that's in our same industry or, you know, try and network to get to a better or higher level in our careers. So the friend level is different now, but when you were growing up, even through college, like, you know, you had this big group of girls your freshman year in college by right. maybe January of this uh, second semester is <laughs> for you, you know? <laughs> right? It, it becomes the, your circle of people that you connect with the most. So, to me, in order to be in a, a relationship that's going to last the longest, that friendship piece has to be there, and I would prefer it to be there on the onset, so that we don't have to become friends later. You know, I'm not saying that we have to be best friends and everything that goes on. You have to tell me about, you know, because I still feel like he needs guy friends and I need girlfriends. Like that dynamic is still important too but in order for it to work for me in a relationship I just really feel like that friend piece has to be there in order for us to even get to like infatuation and then love you know so Agreed. those are just no, that's, that's my on it. real talk because if you're not friends with someone when you look back on that foundation piece of why mm-hmm. you're together exactly then you're probably going to be lost yeah sure because if you're just with someone because of the material things, mm-hmm. the sex, right. that's only going to last so long. Oh, definitely. And that goes up and down. Definitely. So if you're not friends or you haven't established some type of friendship and understanding and respect, mm-hmm. then your relationship is not going to last. No, it's not. It's not. And I mean, I know some people just make it work. They go through the motions. Oh, you know, sure. They have the families, they have relationships and there's no bond there. And you can tell when you go around some of your friends and their genuine love is there versus, you know, we did this for circumstances. Either I had right. a yeah, a kid or, you know, your career was popping and, you know, trying to tag on, you know, we all have different motives when it comes to love and different forms of it. So like we were saying earlier, how we learn how to love, it really does start at the parent level. Like, cause I mean, that's your first example. Like, I mean, we feel the love from our mom and hopefully, you know, the dad is still around. So you have that well-rounded perspective. And if you don't, you can get other facets from maybe a mentor or a basketball coach. I'm not saying that you have to have that mom and dad dynamic in order to truly love, but I'm saying that that, that's kind of where it starts and begins. That is real talk because everything essentially starts from the home. Mm -hmm. So whatever is affecting you in the home. Yep. And that's going to be extruded out mm-hmm. when you're older. Right. So like the way that you love is going to be different from the person that you meet. Mm-hmm. And then again, you guys have to learn how to love each other. Yeah. And one, you have to learn how to love yourself mm-hmm. for someone Ooh, else. Can love. That's good. Oh, yes. That is facts. You have to have that love piece for yourself. And you can't just bounce around and trying to hope that it all blends together. You At times, you really do need a break. Like, you got to be on a break yeah. to really figure yourself out. Because sure. unless you truly love and know everything about yourself, to a certain degree. I'm not saying you have to take 10 years off from, it, from dating. Right. But I'm just saying that it is important that you know yourself and who you are and have your own goals before you even yes. go into a relationship because you can get lost in it, honestly. Especially if the other person is very driven and ambition. You can just be like, oh, okay, well, we'll just go over here. And it's like, well, right. what do you want to do? Because <laughs> you're going to end up resenting him later so, or her later. So have your own thing going and blend it and let's just let's make this thing work, you know? Make it work. So before we, you know, tie this up and go to the breakup, you cute sis, I did want to know is that whether or not you believe that you can actually love someone and not be with that person. I would say, yes, you can. Mm -hmm. Um, Because, you know, the saying, if you love something, let it go. Mm -hmm. If it comes back, then you'll know. Right. Um, So essentially... You can love something and let it go. Because at that moment in time, it just might be right. Because to me, and what I'm finding as I grow up, like love is like 85% timing. <laughs> like yes. where you are in your life. Yes. Like that is a huge part with your own love. No, what's the perfect person without the perfect time? Yeah, facts. So like essentially, that's real, real life. Because, mm-hmm. like you said, it's eighty-five percent has to do with timing. Yeah. If you're not in a good place nope. in your life. Or you have a different mindset, mm-hmm. 
then you may not be ready for that person, exactly. even if that person was everything, everything that you wanted. Yep. That's one of the hardest decisions to make where you're just like, you cool, but I got to go do this thing. Right. You know? Like I got to go take some care of some things. I got to go focus on this. Right. But I feel like that's the most honest, honest thing that anyone can do. Cause I mean, you have to think about it. you're sacrificing. So of course love is like things you can't see and it's a feeling and it's action and all those other things. But a large percent of it is this infatuation or this like, Oh my God, I just want to be around this person, this feeling. Right. So you're sacrificing that awesome feeling to go handle your business. Like that's the most, I mean, it's, it's a hard thing to do. It's tough. It is. It's very tough. But again, if it comes back, that's how you know that that love was real. Facts. And if it doesn't, well, unfortunately, hopefully you'll love someone again. Right. That same feeling. But yeah, I do feel like you can love someone and not be with that person. I agree. I agree. And do you think that, love is kind of all you need on this earth or are there like when you were looking for a mate was your number one thing love or what what were your like I guess mm, important factors it was the only thing that I was looking for um I do look at love to keep us together because again it goes back to that foundation of the friendship Mm -hmm. and why we're together anyway Um, But of course, when you're looking at a mate, you want to look at the whole overall picture of life, right? Um, financially, mentally, emotionally, physically, Mm -hmm. um, if you can raise a family with this person, if you can glow up with this person, Mm -hmm. um, if you can sit up here and have fun with this person, it's so many different things that go into finding a mate that you have to be looking for mm-hmm. um, and vice versa when that person's trying to find you right. um, that it all basically encompasses what love is. Exactly. Like don't look love, let you overlook some huge other flaws in that particular yeah. person. And when I say flaws, I just mean things that could hurt the relationship long-term. You know, if you, if it's something about that person that's just in your core, not sitting right, really pay attention to that. Cause sometimes you can still love a person, but it's just something about this person where I'm just not a hundred percent comfortable and settled in this, in this right. Moment. So pay attention to that and don't let love overthrow that. Because sometimes we can, you know, especially after a certain age or after being in a relationship, after a relationship, you're just like, I'm just ready just to settle down, you know? So you overlook things and don't do that. Like be better than that. That's true. I would say um, being in a relationship for so long and being married (laughs) that you can fall in and out of love with your significant other. Mm -hmm. You may sit up here and imaginatively... In your mind, <laughs> divorce this person <laughs> multiple times, but not actually physically do Right, it. exactly. But they just made you that bad or they said yeah. something that crazy. Yeah. yeah. So you may not like right. your significant other all the time. <laughs> but, you know, deep down right. and in the front face, yes. you love him. But <laughs> no, I feel it that, is a 100%. hard feeling. No, I feel that's that. why I said love is not easy all the time. It's not love is hard. It is hard, <laughs> and it's a constant sacrifice, and constant. you gotta be willing. To- you have to be willing to work. Yes, mm-hmm. that's the biggest thing. You have to be willing to work, and if the person that you're with that you love is not willing to work with mm-hmm. you and for you, mm-hmm. they're not for you. That's true, and you know, like you know the. You, I mean, I feel like. Well, I'm not going to say everyone, but I think that we've all had the good guys who, you know, did the majority of good things and right things. And we've probably ignored them, especially in our younger days. So when the jerk or the guy who's kind of half interested or not give you those mixed feelings, whenever you have this mixed feeling of like, you don't really know where you are, you're nowhere. (laughs) Don't buy into that situation because it's nothing. You're literally (laughs) nowhere. Right. You're nowhere because guys are intentional. Right. Like, God, they're not going to let you think or wait or have you not knowing his position in his life. Like, he's going to communicate that when he's serious. So if there's ever a time where you're dealing with someone, you're just like, I don't really know what this is. Don't have that conversation. You already know. Like, and he's and even if he does give you what you want in that moment, it's just not going to pan out to how it's you want that long moment. Term. 
That's it. That's it. So just be that moment sometimes. in time. Right. And guys, be honest. Like, I feel like a girl will respect you more and possibly sure. still give you whatever you're looking for out of that situation. If you say, look, I'm dating. I like you. I'm enjoying this moment. But, you know, I'm also dating other people. Like, I feel know what like, it is. Yeah. That'll be a lot less confusion and drama and uh, tired slash <laughs> cocky yes. if guys would just be honest. So just be honest. Crazy. Right, right. Oh, not me, not me. I'm just saying, like, I heard, I heard. But oh, anyway, okay. we're going to cut out to you, cute sis. <laughs> Y'all don't go nowhere. We'll be right back, okay? Hey, hey. And we back, y'all. We made it. It's time for the You Cute Sis segment. What you got? What you got? What you got? All right, y'all. You Cute Sis is that extra boost of confidence when you need a friend to say, You Cute Sis. You Cute Girl. All right. So we're going to give you fashion topics for the episode. But this time we got a little twist with it. Okay, it's more so questions to see how you should dress when you go on a date right. with someone you like right. versus you don't. Right. <laughs> is there a different type of outfit? Right. Or is it the same? And explain the you don't. So we're not saying we're going out with this guy just for a dinner. Like, we're all professionals. We can all comfort our food. But it's just that guy And who, if you do do that, you that's fine. You basic if you do do that. No, I'm just joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. I know you're not. <laughs> Shout out to the women, you know, got the free meal, got lunch the next day. Yo, you working it, free girl. Free meal? Get that meal, girl. So, but my primary focus <laughs> would be the guys who you're like on the fence with, who you like, you know, he's a good guy, so I'm going to go out with him, but I'm really not feeling him. Like, I got you. But you wouldn't know until you do. Yeah, but you know you had this conversation. You know, he kind of lame. I mean, you, yeah, but he can surprise you, maybe. Exactly, and that's that's the the downside of dressing down because it's like he you he may be the one you actually like, right, right. Well, okay. So the first question would be: Do you wear heels for a zoo (laughs) that you like? Okay, yay or nay? For me, I would say that. If you like him, mm-hmm. yes. Definitely. It's time to strut your stuff, yes. honey. Push that booty up. Uh, what I'm saying, it's time to have elongated legs. Hey. It's time to show a little thigh. Hey. You know? Come on. You ain't exercise for nothing. <laughs> exactly. Okay. Show it so out. I would say, put them heels on, girl. Mm-hmm. And now you don't have to put on the six inch stiletto. No, we ain't got to go that far. You don't have to do that. Just make sure you are comfortable, mm-hmm. yet cute. Yes. Maybe a pointy-toed shoe, mm-hmm. maybe a peep-toe, like maybe a booty, depending on if it's cold outside. Okay. Like, there's several different options that you can put on that elongate your legs mm-hmm. and make you look cute while you strutting your stuff, hunty. Hey. Oh, and make sure you can walk and not, like, stumbling. Yes. <laughs> you don't oh want to fall on your first day. That's so true. That's so true. What do you think, Spunky? Do you think these heels are right for the man that you like? For sure. And I I think that it can be like a variation of heel depending on where you guys are going. If it's me after work, happy hour, you know, I'm going to still be in work clothes, but I'm going to look super cute that day. Like have a nice little dress and my cute little Mm -hmm. heels. Or you could throw some heels in the car if you're really trying to stunt. You know, if I was like a New York or DC or Atlanta, you know, I'm going to put on my big girl heels and I'm walking Uh (laughs) there. But you know, especially if you know other people are going to be there, you know, you want to look nice. You know, the girl's going to be looking and hating and or someone will be congratulating you know you never know we're not all bad so yeah definitely shout out definitely to the heels on the first night for the guy that you're digging yes so now what would you say is the correlation for dressing up with the guy you like versus the one that you don't (laughs) so if you don't like a guy for real do you just go in there bumming with your loungewear on? Well, or do you go in there with a semi-cute outfit, maybe like some jeans and a flat, but a cute top? I want to hear your thoughts. What you got? I would say that if you don't like them, mm-hmm. 
then you should still dress cute if that's your MO. Mm-hmm. Like if clothes really matter to you, right. then dress cute regardless because exactly. that's what you already do. Right. But if clothes are really not your thing and you're really not trying to get this dude to really like you because you're really not checking for them, then maybe you will come in there with some just jeans, maybe some flats and just a you know real cute but basic top. Not doing too much. But you can speak to a dude regardless of what you got on. Oh, yeah. So it really doesn't matter what you have on if you dress down or up. Mm-hmm. I agree. That's my thoughts. I agree. And I think that subconsciously we dress down because we're, we're really not feeling them. And like we don't really... To me, I, I think that you still should go through the effort as far as like doing, you know, your makeup really nice and smell really good and hair is yeah. on point. Like all those factors should be because you just represent your brand at that point. But if you're not trying to like take it to that next, like, you know, we all have levels when we go out, when we dress, like, For sure. you know, it's the Walmart level, you know, it's the church levels. Oh, you know? so we going to come out there with the Walmart no, level? No, 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 no. I'm just okay. pointing out the different levels. <laughs> out the different levels. I'm about to say, you really don't like him. <laughs> you don't need to be going. If you <laughs> whatever you they're all gonna hey just stay at home you know it ain't worth yes. it. y'all wasting it, everybody's time it ain't worth it at all it's not but you know I, I definitely think that you should look nice and pretty and presentable but i do feel like there's a strong correlation with how you dress to the nines versus dresses to the six and the sevens with guys who you you know you like but you don't really like like yeah, I mean, because if you like them, you're going to dress to the nines, you like are. you said. You want to look really But if nice. you semi-like them, you, again, you're probably going to put on some jeans, a nice cute flat, and a I nice like cute shirt Definitely. that you would wear probably to the office. Mm-hmm. Probably wouldn't show that much skin. Right. But if you're trying to sit up here and get homeboy, oh, man, you got to be next to the guys. It is. You're going to have on your body con. <laughs> you're going to have your shaper on. You're going to have a... The top ties lift up. <laughs> you're gonna have a little Cleveland showing. Exactly. You know? Showing you're gonna up. Have, you're gonna have on that voyage pop. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You're gonna be killing again. Yes. I agree. I agree. So I guess the last question would be Would you say overall that, and this is not a fashion question, mm-hmm. but do you go on a date with a man that you don't like? <laughs> like, or just yet. period, or like? Well, I think that the don't like has to have like different reasons. Like, if I'm not physically attracted to someone, I'm not about to waste their time or my time either going to hang out. Because I mean, honestly, and I know it may sound like, um, what is it? Uh, when you superficial, but I mean, the first attraction is going to be looks regardless. So, you know, if you, if you're not into big guys and he's more of a bigger guy, don't waste his time. Cause I mean, I think that this story is twofold and unfortunately we can only give you the female perspective, but you know, some guys, you know, I would hate to go out with somebody they dressed up to their nines and you know, I'm half assing cause I really don't want to be there, but I'm yeah. trying to give it a chance. Cause you know, I don't mean say your soulmate or your, um, type well, you, you can't be chosen. Yeah. So, you know, you, you take it on a limb. You're like, okay, typically I don't date this guy. So I'm gonna go out. But at the same time, you have to be cognizant of his feelings and what he has invested in tonight. You know, it may have been money that he would have spent all week on lunch and <laughs> instead he didn't That's eat true. out. He saved to go That's take true. you on Friday, you know? So just be cognizant of that too. Cause, and don't ruin a nice guy. So I'm always thinking about all those factors when I say yes or when I go out with this because I wouldn't want anybody to do it to me. So I don't want to do that to anybody. That's why I was like, don't go out just for no meal. But I understand, you know, it, it's just part of the game. So I'm not taking it, saying anything wrong with that at all. But I wouldn't go out with a guy who I didn't like at this point that I am in my life right now. I feel that. I feel that. Well, I said that ultimately I wouldn't mind going out with a guy just for a meal, Mm -hmm. but I totally agree with everything that you said, Spunky, because again, you don't want to waste that person's time. You don't want to waste your time, Mm -hmm. but I also look at it like, hey, you may not like them initially because of the superficial type of things, the outer appearance, but then when you get to know them on a different level, you may. So that's the only reason why I say that, you know, it could be, uh, but just don't look at it. Just don't go with just for a meal. Try to go because you're trying to get something else out of this to see if you do like this person. And if you don't, well, you don't. If you do, you do. Right. But ultimately, I say 
when you're going out on a first date or any other date, make sure you dress the part, regardless if you like the dude <laughs> or not. Right. And then always remember, boo, that you cutes. You cute, you cute. Hey. We'll be right back. Stay tuned. Welcome back, BB. Another awesome, you cute sis. I just yes. thoroughly enjoyed those moments. And I really appreciate you for participating. I mean, you know, it's the first time for everything. You know, I typically do the oohs and the ahs during your performance, you but do. you know, I had to help Beyonce out today. You know, every now and then, Beyonce okay. needs a little help. You know, so I'll be your Kelly. You know, it's all good. I love Kelly Kid. Yeah. So, for the second segment, we're still going to talk about this topic of love. So, I hope you guys are. Are tired of talking about love. I mean, who's tired of talking about love? The world needs more of it, regardless if it's a relationship, yeah. friendship, family, whatever. Like, just find somebody or something to love. Right. So, how do you know? And we're gonna dive right into it. How do you know if a guy loves you? Boom, go. How? Okay, I have to rewind because what your last statement made me think about Bobby Wobang, and it's. <laughs> You always need something or someone to love. <laughs> Girl, okay. you know that's my song. You know that's my song. We be cutting up on that song. The older I've got, the more weak I am at that song. Yes. <laughs> you gonna uh, I ain't gonna be I ain't gonna be there to rub your back. <laughs> She always complained what he ain't got. Yeah, what she, she ain't got. got. But she want me to go out and get her But girl, I can't be at two, two places. places at one time. If you think you're going yes. to wait until tonight. Yo, that's the ultimate threat. Like, yo, you think you feeling some hurt right now? Yo, wait until the night. Like, wait. Wait, wait. wait for it. But anyway, I'm sorry. That got us Girl, on track. that's hilarious. I'm so sorry, but y'all. Literally, that's exactly what I was thinking <laughs> when she said her last thing. But Shout out to the late, great Bobby Womack. <laughs> but go, how do you know if a guy loves you? I would say it has to do with their actions. Even though love is an emotion, mm-hmm. it also has to do with how that person is expressing that to you. And you can only express that by a verb, and that's through their actions. Mm-hmm. And so if it's by them telling it to you with words of affirmations, if that's actual actions, if that's gifts, if that's um, how they care about you, mm-hmm. if they put themselves before they put their, if they put others before they put themselves, mm-hmm. um, how they react with your family, mm-hmm. how they interact with you on a mm-hmm. personal, it's all the different things that they express to you either vocally, mm-hmm. physically, emotionally, mm-hmm. and mentally. Yes. So it's a it's comprised of all those things. And so I feel like if a person or a dude shows you these things, mm-hmm. then you may have that one, and he may love you. Right, right, right. I know. I, I agree. I definitely agree. And just side note, Bobby Walmart did unfortunately pass June 27, okay. 2014. So shout out Ooh, to the late great time. Bobby Womack. You know, we love him. So back to the conversation in regards to how do I think a guy loves you or what are some of the signs? Um, definitely, the I think the inclusiveness into their interpersonal life. <laughs> If I had to just sum it all up, because that involves work, family, I guess, extracurricular activities, travel, you know, the intimate things that we do as individuals at the moment that I include you in on those things. That to me is a different level of affinity and respect and wanting to get to know someone, you know. It's so funny because it's like, you know, some guys you can talk to, you know, if they bring a date to a wedding, you'd be like, what? You bringing a date? Oh, I know yeah. this one especially, you know. You, you right. can, I mean, of course, we all have cousins and, you know, family uncles. But like if they bring somebody, right. it's like, oh, you you special. Right. So it's like, you know, from the outside looking in, those are also cues too because they're, that means to me that y'all had conversations without me being there, like right. amongst sure. your friends. And it's, of course, positive things. And just you telling other people about me. I feel like love is not loud, but at the same time, if I go to your job or if I go around your family and they ain't never heard about me, like, 
Yes. I just feel like it's something there. Or if I'm there meeting your family, we're not even talking about your family. It's just on a surface level of me being around you. Like guys don't work like that. When, like I said, when they invested, they really are invested. Like they really are all for it. So they want to bring you into their interpersonal things. So that's, that's how I would define it. And as well, I would like to um, add on to that. It is definitely inclusive, Mm -hmm. but it is also definitely how that person, how that dude talks about you Mm -hmm. to other people. Like, do they speak highly of you Mm -hmm. around others? That is another note to see if that guy loves you. Because if you just listen to how that guy talks about you to someone else, Mm -hmm. you can tell. Definitely. Because it, it kind of hit different. It does. When you, when you talk to somebody, when you talk to somebody about somebody that you love, mm-hmm. um, because it just comes out fluently. Like this person is this, right. this person is that. Yeah. Um, but if you don't talk about that person, then they may, the love may be lost mm-hmm. uh, or the love may not necessarily be there at the moment. Right. Right. And I definitely think that guys are very intentional. So the moment that they start talking about future, like planning future things, like even if it's just trips or even if it's just like, you know, well, my, my friend, best friends get married in December and it's them. February and we're talking about it, you know, to me, like that just shows a long-term commitment, even if it's, you know, y'all, you guys are in a relationship. I'm not saying he proposing at the best friend wedding, but I'm just saying that in his mind, you should, even though it's February, by December, you're still going to be around. Like that's how much I'm digging you. So I think all those are are just special little cues that I would zone in in while dating and, you know, going through this whole journey of love. So how do you know, what would you say some of the biggest differences are when they were falling in love versus when how we fall in love? Cool. I would say that the way that we fall in love is through technology now. Mm-hmm. Um, not for everybody, but there's right. a lot of ways that people fall in love through technology. If that's through social media, if that's through apps, mm-hmm. if that's, you know, uh, through virtual type of, Back in the day, our parents did not have that. Right, you had to actually physically meet someone, yeah. um, in order to love that person. Yeah, um, like, so I feel like that would be the biggest difference. Mm-hmm. Um, another way that our parents loved or met people differently back in the day versus the way we do, I feel like back in the day, our parents really they didn't have nothing, mm-hmm. and so like it wasn't like. Oh, look at all the stuff that I have mm-hmm. that I can provide ah. you. I can da da da. Mm-hmm. But like now, it's like okay, look what I have. I can provide you this. We can do mm-hmm. this. You know, whatever you can yes. see that from the forefront, right? But back in the day, our parents ain't have nothing exactly, and they they built their foundation on not having nothing but having each other, mm-hmm. and then from there they work towards their. Uh, whatever they had. And so I feel like it's a big difference nowadays because most of the people, they start off with something, not all people, but most people start off with something and then they try to build that empire. Mm -hmm. Um, But back in the day they had nothing and they just had to start with what they had. And it took them a lot longer. No, I agree. I definitely agree. And I love the comparison as far as to if I'm in Birmingham, it would be extremely difficult for our parents to have met someone that was in California or hell, even Atlanta. Like, you know, it was far fetched back then in comparison to now where you legit can meet someone in a different country. And I, I've had a girl in law school like that. Like she literally got married. He was from Europe, one of those countries in Europe. And they met, wow. they would link up and, you know, it worked. It worked for them. So different strokes for different folks. I, I, do, I do like that comparison. But I also will say that in time, so to me, even though our parents didn't have much because, you know, they probably weren't that far removed from, you know, their parents not having, like I'm sure our parents probably were, the first generation of like having degrees or at least thinking in that concept or that mindset. So, you know, they weren't, they weren't fortunate to have the silver spoons at that age. Most people aren't. Some people were. So I would say in that moment though, you had to look more so to potential. Like to me, when you're dating or when you were dating back then, it's like you had, 
at the end of the day, they didn't have anything, but what were they working towards? How do they handle right. what they have now? How do they handle me with, with the little means that they have, you know? So when they do have it, I feel like it would be exponential. Like it's going to be greater. So I feel like that potential aspect was a lot higher than in regards to what could they could potentially be. And that was based on literally knowing their character. So you almost had to know people more intimately <laughs> than you do right. on ours. Cause like you said, some people already have this and the woman have it, the man have have it. So it's like, I'm not even focused on the the small things and that can be detrimental to the long-term effects. And it may be why we're not lasting that long in marriage, you know? Yeah. And I no, will I also agree. point out too, you know, as far as our grandmothers and even some of our moms, like a lot of them did get married for financial stability, regardless, like, even if that was like based on, you know, they may have had a, a good career, but it it may not have been the opportunities that they have, that we have now, if that makes sense. Like no, our grandmothers had to get married because they needed a, a man to provide. So it's like, I just think that our love now is rooted in, uh, I wouldn't say what you can do for me type of mentality, but I would say, what are you bringing to the table right now? You know, we never win those 10 years. As far as like our parents were like, you know, we see the long-term potential. I feel like we are very short-term. And that adds and attributes to how we fall in love and how we identify with love and things like that. And how we fall out of love. Exactly. Because in this era, a lot of people fall out of love really quickly. And back in the day, it was, I don't know, love was still. Love was based on potential. Mm -hmm. Love was... How could you change my life possibly? Yes, yes, exactly. Um, Because I don't want to be in the life that I'm currently Mm -hmm. in. And you foresee things in the future the same way that I see or I don't see. Exactly. And so I just fell in love with that. Yep. Um, Even if it wasn't falling in love with that person. Mm -hmm. Um, But like now it's just like, well, what have you done for me lately? Mm -hmm. Okay, you can do that. Right. Okay, great. Is that send me my flight on Friday? Like, what's next? Like, you know, it's like, I just think that we do have a higher expectation of what we expect our significant others to bring to the table, especially when we bring different things to the table. And I think that's where the disconnect comes. Like, sometimes men don't feel like they can be men because women already have so much coming to a situation. So it's just a whole different dynamic that we have to consider that our parents were fortunate and sometimes unfortunate not having the second. So we talked a lot about love today. I feel like we had some great communication in regards to the actual definition of love, how we can apply love, what are our thoughts on love. But let's talk about the single people. Let's talk about the people, you know, we just out chill, you know, just single, you know, roaming the earth, you know, know? single. So do you think that being single makes you forget how to be in a relationship? I say it's a two part. Answer yes and no. <laughs> Choose I your say, words kindly. Okay, okay. <laughs> I say it does make you forget how to be in a relationship because the world is constantly changing, mm-hmm. and so are people. So if you have been out the game for a while, you may not know how to necessarily meet someone mm-hmm. or how you should dress for instance or how you should be or what you should look like or whatever even though at ultimately I feel like you should just be yourself right and that will make you win over all things regardless um but I feel like that's the yes to it but the no which is my ultimate answer because when you are not in a relationship, it gives you more time to focus on yourself. Mm-hmm. And if you are your best self, then you will be your best self for someone else. And so that makes you even better of a person to be in a relationship. Mm-hmm. Because again, you know who you are. Right. And therefore, you can bring so much more to the table. I'm not saying if you don't know who you are, right. you can't. Right. Because you can always grow, grow. Mm-hmm. You know, with an individual as yourself. Mm-hmm. But I just feel like the times when you're not in a relationship allows you to take your many experiences, take your time with self Mm -hmm. and be able to extrude that out into the person that you're going to be with next. No, I, I really like that perspective because it can have, a, I guess, a negative connotation on it a little bit. It's like, you know, if you are single, then you need to have a relationship every 
one to two years just to stay in the, I guess, fluidness of being in a relationship. And mm-hmm. I just think that's the wrong mentality. You know, like I said, love is a lot about timing and Anytime you force anything, it's just it, it's not going to work. Like, I mean, even in the game of basketball, you force your shot. You've been missing shots all game. You continue to force it up. You're not going to make it. You're just not in right. the right mental capacity to make the baskets. Not that you can't. You just right. you, mentally, you're just out of it. And that goes in so many different facets of life. And even if you try and force love, it's, it's just not going to work because it's not your time. Like, just chill. Agreed. Now, during that time of singleness, I do feel like you should be a steward of your time. I'm not saying like, don't have fun. Don't go on dates. I'm saying do all of that. Like participate, (laughs) meet new people. Cause in those moments of meeting new people, one, you can find what you don't want. You can find what your expectations are. And it just keeps you, I guess, involved. Like don't become a recluse. Like to me, it's like, it's so many, I know a lot of people who are, I know people who just are anti-dating or, you know, they don't feel like it's meaningful to date. And I'm not, and I think that sometimes, you know, in this society, dating multiple people has a negative connotation. It's like, oh, you a hoe. I didn't yeah. say sleep with multiple people, right. but it's like, it's right, you're dating, like literally Have dating fun. is nothing but going out with someone and learn trying to figure yourself out. yourself and exactly. learn others. Exactly. And in those moments, you're just learning different aspects. And I think I don't think it's wrong. Like if you're dating multiple people in the same city and you go out and you run into the, another person that you date, I don't think that that's that shouldn't be an awkward moment. Like it, it, it is for a lot of it's people. It's only awkward because people are not honest. Right. You're not honest. So like if I didn't tell you that I was dating and I, I ran into someone else, like, yeah, that would be really extremely awkward. But if we had this conversation about where we are in the next, because I mean, some people do want to go zero to 100. Like they meet you Friday, y'all hang out Saturday. By the next week, you're not supposed to be talking to anybody else. It's like, whoa. Right. Like, what? <laughs> Slow down. Stage five clinger, you know, like chill. <laughs> and that works both ways. And I know it's extremely hard for us when we really like the guy because we're like, oh, like these other guys calling. I don't want to talk yes. to them. Like, I just want to talk to this one. But yes. you can't, like, don't drop, don't drop all the other people just because you're feeling this guy in this moment in time because one you don't want to sweat that guy because like i said whenever it's forced people can feel that energy like yes. and it just it never works like just chill sometimes just let situations breathe just chill. yes yes so i think that being single does not make you a terrible mate for later in life I Just feel like you can all. pick up on some bad habits and in sure. times you can find comfort in your singleness. And when you do finally get in a relationship, you make excuses to go back to that land. But right? I think ultimately you're comfortable right, with being right. single because you don't have to deal with anybody else's problem, drama, exactly. negativity, right. wants, needs, yes. all that other stuff. It's all about <laughs> you and your time and you don't have to worry yes. about, oh, this person want me to be here. Like, no. Yeah. So I do think there's pluses and minuses on both sides. But ultimately, when you know what you want at the end of the day, I don't feel like anything is going to deter you from getting there. Like, I took five years off before going to law school. And, you know, when I was a paralegal, people were like, oh, you're going to be comfortable. You're not going to go to law school. I'm just like, okay. And that's how you feel. But I right. know. like You don't know so, me. Right. If you knew me, you would know that. <laughs> right. Exactly. So it's like when you know your ultimate goals, I feel like you're going to do the things to be in position to get you there. Mm-hmm. That's true. So, yeah. So we had a great time today. Did you have fun? We did. I, I did. I always love this. to talk about love. Yes. I love love, y'all. <laughs> it's yes. always been a thing for me. I always have envisioned love as being very gumdrops right. and all the Disney movies. <laughs> but then like growing up and actually being in love. Right. Not the same. Right. But love, I would have it no other way. Mm. Like the way that love is and mm-hmm. the way that love shows you different things. Right. It also it shows you things about you and it shows you things about that other person. And so I commend love for the things that it has shown me in life. Yes. <laughs> All right. So what's the quote for the day? So the quotes for the hour <laughs> is to those who have given up on love, because I know there's lots of people who have given up on love mm-hmm. or would love for love to come find them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> to those who have given up on love, 
I say trust life a little bit. Okay? Meaning, let it happen organically. Let that person come find you. You go find that person, whatever you may may have you. Just let it happen. Yeah, most of the time let the your, issue when you're not even looking for it. Like, exactly. It's never coming. Exactly. Let your guard down, mm-hmm. you know, but don't let folks use you, but let your guard down. Be open. You know, be open, be understanding and be willing to be loved and don't push everybody away. Just trust it a little bit and see what happens for you. Okay. Yes. Best of luck. Thank you guys for tuning in and listening. We have more fun topics for you in the near future. Continue to listen to us. This is season two. If you need to go back and listen to season one, check us out. Check us out. But again, thank you for listening. We out. Peace out.